How can we create and grow a profitable business that absolutely lights our soul on fire while allowing us to lead an extraordinary life on our own terms? Through valuable support and insights, actionable marketing strategies, and real life inspiration, we'll transform your expertise into a business that fuels your soul and makes an impact while putting you wildly in demand. I'm your host, Alicia Jonas. Thank you so much for being here and let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Soulful Biz Babes podcast. It's your host, Alicia here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're having an awesome day so far. You're going to love today's interviewee. Today, I'm interviewing one of my online friends, Stephanie. Stephanie and I met through a mastermind. We were in a mastermind together and we have so many similarities. So first off, we're both moms. Second off, we both own multiple businesses. And thirdly, Stephanie really, really loves mindset work and she really recognizes the importance of how your mind and how you think about yourself, what you believe about yourself can either limit you or can help you propel forward. So I am so excited that you guys are going to get to hear from her today. You should definitely check her out on Instagram. Let me read her little bio here. Stephanie is a success coach for female founders. She knows the breakthrough cycle all too well. She left her $20,000 a year teaching job to start a photography business with her husband. In her first six-figure year, Stephanie self-sabotaged and almost lost her business. After a rock-bottom season of life, she created a quantum leap in her life and business, tapping into her zone of genius and growing to six figures in four months. Wow. Since then, Stephanie has dedicated herself to helping women overcome their biggest fears and blocks around success, leading them to their own quantum leaps. Stephanie's clients often five to 10 X their income, hit their first six figures, generate multiple streams of revenue and feel completely confident as they're doing it. I am so excited to share her with you guys. You guys definitely are going to want to stick around and listen to this entire interview. Without further ado, here's my interview with Stephanie. Hey, hey, Stephanie. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yay. So now Stephanie and I met because we were in a mastermind together. It was so fun. I remember our first night together, we were at a retreat in Nashville, and that was so super fun. We stayed up so late talking and sharing all kinds of stories. But why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about you and kind of how you found entrepreneurship? Yes. Well, I found entrepreneurship entirely by accident, also because of my Enneagram type. So if any of you are Enneagram lovers, I am a type two. And so I'm the helper type. I love to, I just, I have in the past gotten myself into trouble by getting myself wrapped up in the needs of others. So that's kind of how I got into entrepreneurship, honestly. I was an elementary school teacher and I was teaching fifth grade and I met this really cute guy (laughs) that I ended up marrying. And as we were planning our wedding, he's like slipping logos into like, floor plans and trash can layouts for our wedding venue. And then he'd be like, awesome. So floor plans are good. We know where the trash cans are going. How about this little logo? And he was, he was building a photography business Mm -hmm. and I didn't know I had anything to do with it (laughs) until we got back from our honeymoon. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He bought me a camera. (laughs) You're like, oh, okay. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. And I thought like, no, this isn't going to work for me. And then I saw that he was completely the artistic creative type. And the back end of his business was super messy. Like he wasn't answering emails, paying his taxes, anything like that for like the first few months. And I was like, wait a minute, I can totally help with this. So of course I jumped in and that began my journey in entrepreneurship. I kept teaching for a few years and we built our photography business up to six, over six figures and working one-to-one with a super select niche each year. So 15 to 19 couples every year, that's it. And we are easily doing past six figures. It was great in some ways and it tapped into everything I was scared about (laughs) in a lot of other ways. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And so how did that going from kind of managing the back end of your husband's photography business or kind of the photography business you guys built on your own, you, you got sucked into basically (laughs) (laughs) your your love got your unconditional love was taken advantage of, but how did that turn into now being a coach for other creative entrepreneurs and coaches? Mm -hmm. What was that transition like? Yeah, such a good question. I was in the, I was just closing out our most successful year. It was our first six figure year. This is about five, four or five years ago now. And we had been, I had secured us publicity on national, international blogs and publications, magazines. Like I had hit it. I had done some really awesome things for our business. We were traveling around the world. We had been hired to photograph in Europe and all around the United States. So we were really doing a ton of traveling. So we should have had a ton of buzz in our business, but I was so scared that I was not following up on things. I was not leveraging the unique positioning I had created for our business. And in the process, I, at the end of the year, I realized like I had been running on the fumes of my husband's work that he had passed off to me. I had gone full-time in our business, And at the end of the year, we had no bookings. We should have had, it should have been like a no brainer to get tons Mm -hmm. of bookings. Mm -hmm. That began, that was like step one for me in a really difficult rock bottom seat. That was the starting place, me realizing, oh shoot, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have made a big mess. What have I done? And I had to have a tough conversation with my husband who he had no idea. He thought I was running ads. He thought I was marketing the heck out of all these publications that I had secured. Nope. (laughs) I was not doing any of that. I was having daily panic attacks. And because I had an extreme fixed mindset, I was really convinced that if I tried anything I was unfamiliar with, that it would show me just how much of a failure I was. Shortly after that, I just experienced a lot of losses in the in a one month time frame, I had miscarriages. I had a backup plan for my business, which that should tell you a lot about how, how far I thought our business was going to go. Mm-hmm. The backup plan went sideways really fast and it was an ugly situation. I lost a friend and all of a sudden I realized like, I feel like my body's broken. My, my business is broken. My income, like, I don't know where my next paycheck is coming from. And I just felt I was grieving. I was depressed and 
it was in that time that I actually took the first step toward commitment to myself. I hired my first coach. I started seeing a therapist. And it was during that time that I realized that there was something more, like this was just a step in my journey. And there was something more for me. I had a message still in my heart that I wanted to share. And as I was being coached, I was like, I super love this. Also, I want to do this. (laughs) And so I just kind of put the message out to the universe that I wanted to try out the idea of coaching and somebody reached out to me and that was my first client three years ago, four years ago now. And that started my love affair with coaching. This is the business that I love. This Mm. is my absolute passion. I do it no matter, like no matter if I had a business or not, when I traced back, what I've naturally done in social settings, it's coaching. Mm. My, my strength is believing in you until you're ready to believe in yourself. So Mm. I love um, that story. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that, but I think that like that you are so correct that, that there are stepping stones. Like there's no, like the, like we all have failures. We all have setbacks. They just look different for everybody. And that it's, it's how you, you use those as a stepping stone to get to, and, and, and also dig in to like, why is this happening? What's the message that I'm supposed to learn here? And it's tough. It's scary. Like actually like facing those things and digging deep and being like, yeah, so sorry, hubby. I don't want to be part of this business anymore. I screwed up and that's why. (laughs) And, (laughs) and I don't want to be a teacher anymore. And this is like my true calling. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so important and such a lesson that so many listeners can take from that. And, and, you know, there's so many entrepreneurs that have that sort of similar story where there's, there's just this, this, this setbacks, these challenges, these things that, that teach them so much and, and set them on a path towards like what they were actually supposed to be doing all along and things that could, that they found more joy in that they never knew was possible. And so I'm so happy that you found it because you have such a gift for that. And I, I could tell that like when we were in our mastermind together and you just, as us being friends, like you just have such a gift for, for finding what's going on inside people and bringing that out in them. So I'm so happy to share you. <laughs> okay. <Thanks>. So yeah. <laughs> so talk to me about, I always like to ask people about their morning routines or any like daily rituals that they have mm-hmm. that kind of, you feel like help set you up for a great day or success or anything like that? Yeah. So this is such a unique question because at the time of this recording, we're in quarantine or choosing to be in quarantine. And so my morning routine has looked a little different, but I feel like it's a beautiful lesson to share. Oftentimes my morning routine includes very simply movement, gratitude, and journaling slash planning for the day. If I need to simplify, which I have during quarantine, I have, I've just asked myself, like, what does my soul need most today? Mm -hmm. And in doing that, I've just chosen to prioritize one to two things that I need most. And lately it's just been going on a walk and practicing presence and gratitude. So the key for those things is when I am present where I am, I'm not thinking in the future. I'm not thinking in the past. I am right where my feet are and I'm grateful. 
am in a grateful state of mind and I have a practice I like to lead myself through called a gratitude spiral. Mm-hmm. When I am in those in that state, that's that's abundance right there. So that allows me to be open to new creative content ideas, new creative opportunities, partnerships, ways to tap into the messaging that my ideal client needs to hear. And yeah, ways to show up online to attract in my ideal client. So that that's that's it in a nutshell right now. Mm. Um, sometimes I add in a lot more. Sometimes I don't. I am an NLP practitioner. So sometimes I will use some of my techniques to release unresolved emotions, limiting beliefs, or install a goal into my future so that it's like a certainty for my unconscious mind to just go to. But right now, sometimes we need it really simple. Mm-hmm. So I get in a walk and I practice some gratitude. That's like, if I do nothing else for the day, that sets me up for success. I love that. And I, I was actually watching an Abraham Hicks video last night. I like try to watch like one of those videos a day on YouTube. And one of the things that she was asking, or Abraham, if you follow Abraham Hicks, mm-hmm. guys, you should look for it, look it up. She was saying, what do I need to, to be, you know, to have what I want? And is it, is it, I need to be more at ease or I need to take more action or I need to like fix my thoughts or fix my actions. And it's so much more like the lesson is it's so much more about just being present and like being fluid and letting go rather than forcing. And I think that's been a big lesson for me, like, and all of entrepreneurship because I'm such a perfectionist. I like to have control. I like to know the outcome. I like to know, just give me the steps, tell me what to do and yeah. I'll do it. And yeah. that's just not how you can't force results that way. And I think that's such, so telling in kind of like your daily practices, it's just like about gratitude and about being where you're at and letting the ideas and letting things come to you instead of trying to force the outcomes and force it to happen. So I think that's so key for everybody who's, who's maybe feeling like stuck or like, uh, I just can't get, nothing is working. Nothing is getting better for me. It's like, well, just try paying less attention to what isn't happening and more attention to what is happening. What is going great. Right. Yes. And here's the thing, like life mantra right here, (laughs) what you focus on is what you get more of. So like your thoughts become the things and events of your life. So if you're thinking about and focused on all the things that you, that are keeping you stuck, that aren't working out, that seem to just be missing the mark over and over again, no wonder it keeps happening. You're Mm -hmm. focused on it. Mm -hmm. What you focus on is going to master you. So why focus on the things that aren't working when all around you, there are things that are. Mm. When you focus on those things, when you fixate on them, when you express gratitude for those things, you get matching events. You get that back into your Mm. life. You get more of that because you're ready for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a, such a key thing is like, if you say you don't have enough time, you're not going to, you're never going to have enough time. If you say you're too busy, you're always going to be busy. If you say you don't have enough money or you say you can't afford that, you're never going to be able to afford that. Like it just goes on and on. It's like in all areas of your life. Right. So definitely like, I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my resources. I'm thankful for all this time. I'm thankful for, 
you know, these people or this cup of coffee or whatever it is, even the small things, just Mm. gratitude for it all is so important. Mm -hmm. Hey there, can I ask you a quick favor? If you're loving this episode, I would be absolutely thrilled if you could take 30 seconds to head over to iTunes to rate and review the show. It helps us be more visible and reach people just like you building soulful businesses. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. All right, so let's shift a little bit. So one of the biggest areas of your expertise and the things that one of the things that you like to talk with your clients about is really on self-coaching through limiting beliefs. So how we can coach ourselves through these things to have these big breakthroughs. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So a limiting belief is simply, we have events in our lives that teach us something and we have two choices in those events. We either gain the learnings that we can bring forward with us to help us be more adaptable, successful, and thriving, or We create a belief that limits us, limits our opportunities, limits our choices, and limits our success. The only reason you create the limiting belief or limiting beliefs can come in the form of emotions. Okay. So it's not just like, it's not just the thought, like I, I never make enough money. It's also the feeling of say like fear or anxiety or stress or busy Mm -hmm. or overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Those are choices that you made to feel that way. And they became a coping mechanism because you never created the learning from that initial event. Okay, so here's the thing with limiting beliefs. They're like a string of pearls. Think about driving in a car. And like, I can think back. This is something I actually remember. If you don't, I'll use my example. Okay. (laughs) There was a time I was driving, I was practicing driving as a teenager and uh, somebody cut me off in traffic. It was super scary to me. And my thought was, oh my gosh, I need to be more careful. Cool. I didn't feel road rage. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But that was a significant, that was an initial event that then created a series of events. Do you get cut off in traffic? more than one time. Yeah, it happens. It happens frequently. You don't know to feel angry about it until it's happened multiple times. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then you create the feelings and the beliefs of like, when somebody cuts me off, it's wrong. They should not do it. I feel mad. Okay. So that doesn't happen. If that If that first event didn't happen, you wouldn't have known to feel that way. When you go back, so the work I particularly do with my clients is taking them back, finding that initial event, releasing it, and then releasing all the events that led after that. Mm. If you are not doing that, working with a coach, doing that kind of like more intensive work, you can walk yourself through it. You can get the learnings right in that moment. Okay, so like the simple first step, is to just become aware of your thinking, which not everyone is, because like we're in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like we're not looking at the window, we're looking through the window. And you have to start looking at the window, which is your thoughts. 
and going like, oh, I am thinking right now that I can't make enough money. That is a thought that I am having. Okay, so I mean, very simply, it starts there. Mm -hmm. But then you can start going, okay, do I want that thought? Does that thought feel good to me? (laughs) Is that expansive or constricting? And then here's, I have like a few questions that you can walk yourself through to kind of to make an immediate shift in your limiting belief so that you can move on, like gain learnings and move on. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, looking at those thoughts, I would love you to read those questions if you can, but I think Mm -hmm. looking at those thoughts as like detaching from the emotion is so important and detaching from the emotion. Like, like I know there's like the money mindset is a huge thing, right? Detaching from the, the energy of like some people like hate paying bills, hate getting bills in the mailbox, hate getting the email notifications that bills are due. Like it's just like a lot of, a lot of anxiety and wrapped up. And it's like, when you think back to like, when did that start? Did it start in college when you got your first credit card? Did it start when you had your first job? Did it start in childhood? And like, like basically like releasing, forgiving and just figuring out, okay, where did this start? Why do I always feel like there's never enough? Why do I hate bills? Is it because my mom hated bills? Is it because every time there was bills, there was a fight? Like, I don't, you know, maybe not, maybe it wasn't that, maybe it wasn't that definitive. Maybe it was just like, yeah, for a while I lost my job, you know, after I lost my first job. And so it was always, I was always nervous about there never being enough, you know? So going back to that and figuring out, okay, what's the emotion and why is that? Like, it's not necessary. It's not serving me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And two things on that. Number one, there is an initial event and your mind, your unconscious mind has it stored, has every single thing you've ever experienced stored in a timeline in sequential order, whether or not you consciously remember it. Your unconscious mind is incredibly powerful and that's the part of your brain that actually accomplishes your goals anyway. So you can find the exact time that this happened, that you have first experienced the lack that you formed the limiting belief around, that then you carried and stacked up over the years, right? And then the other thing to consider is that sometimes it's not necessarily a belief, but a state that we have created in ourselves. So like a stress state. Mm -hmm. So the question that you can ask yourself is, what came first? Did the stimulus come first or the state? Okay, so example, you're opening your bank account. Do you feel stressed out before you open your bank account? Or is it when you open your bank account and you see the number? If it is afterward, then it's directly attached to money. Okay, great. Now you know where to dig in. If it came before, if you, if even just thinking about opening your bank account, you're feeling like worked up, you're feeling stressed, you're dreading it, whatever. That's your state of mind. Simple hack for changing that. Number one, gratitude. Number two, do some jumping jacks, have a dance party. The two ways to change your state are through shifting your mind into gratitude and then just like moving your body. Changing state is a physiological thing. Okay. So like if you're listening to this and you're thinking, actually, I feel stressed out before I even see any numbers. I don't even know what's in my bank account. And I am like zero to 60. Mm-hmm. That's, you've got a state problem, not a stress problem. 
Like, I mean, not a money problem. You have, you are stressed out. So anything that comes into your life while you're stressed out, kind of think that's the problem. The problem, zoom out a little bit. The stress was already there. You woke up like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. I love that. All right. If the stress came afterwards. Okay. <laughs> here are the questions. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So number one, what's the limiting belief? Write it down and just as it sounds in your head. You are not showing this to anyone. This isn't like the next copy of the diary of Anne Frank. So <laughs> you're not showing this to anyone. Just make it, put it on paper as it sounds in your head. And then ask yourself, why do I believe this? And be honest. Be honest. And then when there's a break in the action of like you writing down why you believe this, ask yourself what else and then wait. Your unconscious mind will deliver to you the answer. You'll have some, you'll have like this, you'll have the answer come up. The key is wait. Don't get to work creating answers. I think maybe this, or maybe it was this. If you're actively thinking, you are not letting your unconscious mind mm. show you the actual answer. Mm-hmm. It's the part of you that knows the answer. And then ask yourself, what are you afraid might happen if you do not believe this? This belief is serving you somehow. Mm. And you cannot let it go if it's giving you something you think you need. Okay, so if you think that that like bemoaning your money situation is giving you pity and you've always wanted pity and you don't know what to do if you're not calling your mom saying like, oh, I don't know how we're going to make our bills and blah, 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 blah. And mom's going, oh, honey, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm going to send you a hundred dollars. Like if that isn't happening in your life, you're not going to be able to let go of that belief. What is this giving you? And what are you afraid might happen? If you didn't believe that, are you afraid your mom isn't going to love you? Mm-hmm. Are you afraid you're not going to be seen anymore because you have no, that thing that's giving you attention right now is no longer there. Mm. Get to the root of that. That is so good that like, why are, how am I benefiting from holding on to this belief is huge. Like what am I protecting mm-hmm. myself from huge? I've had so many breakthroughs asking myself that question. And I think yeah. that that, yeah, just write it down. It's just for you, for your eyes, all of these things. It's for your own benefit. Yeah. And then there are just two more. Okay. To cool. help you kind of lock in what you've got going on and be honest with yourself here. It's, it, you're going to see it on paper and be like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, and this is the same for, it's not just about money, but like, what about your health, your health? Like you've been clinging to poor health habits because they do give you something, even though consciously it might not make sense. Okay. So question, the next question, just look at what you wrote and ask yourself, but do I believe that? Like what I wrote above, do I, do I actually believe that? And this is where things start to unravel for you because you're going to look at that and be like, no, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why I would think that or choose that. Then ask yourself, whose belief is that anyway? Whose is that? Who am I borrowing this from? Because this, it might not even be yours. You are probably borrowing this from somebody you observed in childhood. Mm. A parent, a family member, something that happened on the playground, something that happened in school. 
like between the ages of zero to seven years old. And you've been borrowing it for a long time. But if you're listening to this today, you have the chance to put that childish thought process away and choose a new one. Mm-hmm. Most people don't choose the new one. Mm. So good. And I think that oh my gosh, those last two questions, like, yeah, who am I borrowing this for? Is this like actually valid or why, why am I choosing to adopt this as my own instead of to formulate my own, what I know is, is true. That's so, so key. So when they, they finish these questions, how do you, is just acknowledging this is that part of the breakthrough is that part of just like letting go when you finally acknowledge like yeah i don't know why but this is one of the beliefs of my parents and that's why i think that it, it that i adopted it as my own so now i just need to find a new belief and how is just acknowledging it going to be enough or is there more work to do beyond that is that where the coach comes in yeah. to to help get through that I think this is where it comes to some real dedication. Doing it yourself will be a more dedicated, lengthy process, but like it's going to happen if you are committed. Mm -hmm. So you can change your beliefs. I can, I lead people through shortcuts. Like I just had somebody change a stress state habit yesterday, that day. Mm -hmm. She had been struggling with anxiety for, years. And she decided, I'm done with this. I'm done worrying about the future. I'm done worrying about money. I'm done worrying about all of these things. Like I'm committed. How long is it going to take? And probably a year ago, I would have said two months. And yesterday I was able to say, once you're done with this call, this will probably take an hour of time. Do this work. Here's your assignment. And I walked her through, I showed her how to do the technique and it's gone. It's amazing. Tested it. It's gone. So if you're doing this work yourself, just start trying on beliefs as if you're trying on new clothes. Always start the, the belief that you want to embody. Start it with what if, what if money came to me easily? What if the more passionate I were about something, the more money I made, how would that feel? And then just daydream for a sec and write down like, that would feel amazing. I would do this. I would be doing this right now and step into the skin of you as the person who has that belief and then determine like, does that feel good? Do I want to believe that? Okay, let's go. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. But when you're starting from that identity place, so yeah, when you're starting from that identity place, I'm going to be the person that does the things that gets the results. That's the equation for success. We just mix it up and we think we have to do the things to have results to then be happy. All backwards. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Take take that all apart and start with being the person that then does the things that gets the results and Mm. you'll be set. That's so perfect. Be the person that does the things and then gets the results. I love that. I love that. And that's such, I think mindset, regardless of where you are, whether it's for business or for money or for health or whatever, I think mindset is just an ongoing thing that we have to kind of check in with ourselves and be like, okay, 
why, and I know my coach catches me sometimes. She'd be like, wait, why did you say that? Let's reframe that. (laughs) It's still something. I'll be like, well, I, I don't think I can do that. And she'll be like, why, why, why can't you? Or I don't don't think people will, will like that. Well, why? is that because you don't want to do that or, you know, so it's, it is good to have somebody to, to, or to check in with yourself on those things. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Mm -hmm. That's, you need it. Mm -hmm. All right. So talk, tell me what you're working on right now. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) I just finished up my, a round of a new program that I will be launching again soon called Magnetic Minds. And I'm walking you through all of these topics that I talked about today. I am walking you through everything that it takes to create and magnetically attract into your life success, whatever success specifically means to you. We're digging into like the operating system of your unconscious mind. We are learning specific techniques for how to forgive, how to release limiting beliefs, how to release negative emotions, how to install your success into your future. And it's epic. It's already been transformational. I think somebody cries on every call. <laughs> oh my God. That would be me. Yeah. I think that In would a be good me. way. <laughs> we all just start crying. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So tell us more about where our listeners can find you. Yay. Okay. I am on Instagram at at the Stephanie Booth, B-O-O-T-H. And then my website is breakthroughmethod.co. And yeah, those are the places I'm most active. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. I loved having you. Definitely makes me want to finish my NLP certification. I've got that signed up for. I just haven't done it. I've got to do it now though, because yeah. Yeah, I need to do it. All right. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed all of those amazing questions and thoughts that Stephanie shared with you. I hope you get so much transformation from that. Actually go do the work because I think you're going to find so much results from that because Stephanie really knows her stuff. You guys check out all the links for Stephanie in the show notes. You guys have a great day and talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget to head over to alishajonas.co to access the show notes, join my free Facebook community full of other soulful biz babes, and learn more on how you can build a business that absolutely fuels your soul.